With the freezing temperature settling in, a natural gas provider has tips on how to keep your home warm while also keeping your gas bill down. And the chilly forecast forces some school districts to cancel classes. How to keep up with your district coming up. First tonight, all of Central Texas and a large portion of the country below freezing at this hour and temperatures will get even colder than this. Meteorologist Nick Bannon joins us now with an update on the icing potential in the area. Nick. Yeah, and it's already cold enough for ice. I want to take it out to this photo from Renata McCall coming from Buchanan Dam of a frozen fountain there and temperatures across the area. All of us are below freezing now. We're watching radar closely though because of our below freezing temperatures. We're watching for the potential for freezing drizzle and freezing light rain. Let's show you the maps as we look at radar here and thankfully for the most part we are dry. However, our concern uh, is for freezing drizzle as well as freezing rain and freezing drizzle can show up underneath the radar beam. So it may get missed by the radar apps that you use and also by some of the technology that we use. That low level drizzle could make things icy and the winter weather advisory actually began around the middle of the day. The National Weather Service started it early because of some reports of some spotty freezing drizzle and it continues all the way through noon tomorrow. Still the potential for up to a tenth of an inch of ice. Temperatures have trended colder during the afternoon. We're only in the middle and lower 20s in most spots. Some of you near 30, some teens in the hill country now, and it feels much colder than that with the wind chill. Even a little wind makes it feel like teens and single digits. So yes, it's going to be cold, but we'll be watching these oh so slowly increasing freezing rain and freezing drizzle chances over the next few hours. So while most roads are dry now, those drizzle and freezing drizzle chances start to increase later on this evening. They do go way up though after midnight. So we're watching out for the potential for some ice tomorrow morning. We'll update you on the amounts, the timing, and when we could dry out from that morning ice. The latest on the dangerous cold and when we finally warm up. Mike. Thanks, Nick. ERCOT is asking Texans to conserve electricity use ahead of expected tight conditions. Let's take a look at ERCOT's graph forecasting the amount of power available versus the demand. This is a six-day view. The purple line represents expected supply. The turquoise line is forecasted demand. The two periods where the grid is expected to be tightest are tomorrow morning at around 8 and Tuesday morning at around the same time, 8 a.m. However, supply is still expected to exceed demand even at at those times, ERCOT is asking Texans, however, to conserve electricity if it's safe to do so from 6 to 10 tomorrow morning. Meanwhile, Austin City and Travis County leaders are just announcing that they are activating an emergency operations center. They're speaking about that weather, that and weather preps in about 30 minutes. We'll let you know what they say on KXAN.com and KXAN News at 10 o'clock. Meanwhile, cold weather shelters are open in Austin to keep those without a place to stay warm. Before registration even started yesterday, people with their bags and blankets were already lined up to get a spot. The staff at one Texas center near downtown said yesterday there were already 200 people coming in seeking shelter with more freezing days ahead. The staff says it's likely overflow shelters will also be opened. 
There is still time to take precautions to protect your pipes from the cold, and we've got some tips on how to do that. According to the American Red Cross, you should make sure to drip the faucets inside your home. That will ensure that there's enough water flow going through your water lines to protect your pipes. You should also cover up your outside faucets with insulating covers to prevent the cold winds from messing up your pipes. And another way to prevent frozen pipes is to open your kitchen and bathroom cabinet doors. That lets warmer air circulate around the plumbing in your home. A gas provider has tips on how to keep your home warm and at the same time help control the cost of your gas bill. A spokesperson for Texas Gas Service, which provides gas to Travis County and parts of Williamson and Hayes counties, says change or clean the filters on your AC and heating units to conserve energy and save money. Also, take steps to keep your house insulated. Apply weather stripping or caulk to seal the gaps and cracks around doors and windows, um, and that helps stop the warm air inside from leaking outside and prevents energy loss in your home. Um, and if you're not able to access those materials, even just you know, towels and sheets that you can find in your house will do the job. So if it's possible to add an airtight door to your fireplace, that can really help minimize the amount of warm air escaping through the chimney. And another one is um, the switches in your, um, the outlets and electrical switches in your home. Um, and so installing uh, foam gaskets into those can actually help save up to 10% of the energy loss in your home. That spokesperson says Texas Gas Service has increased its natural gas storage across the state, meaning that the provider can buy more gas during the summer ahead of the winter and store it for its customers. Going in depth, the city says the Homeless Strategy Office decided when to activate cold weather shelters using National Weather Service forecasts. The city says the shelters are activated if temperatures are forecast to be 32 degrees or colder overnight, 35 degrees and under with precipitation or 35 degrees and under with a wind chill of 32 or colder. While many Central Texas schools are off tomorrow for Martin Luther King Day, some districts do not have a holiday. However, with potential icing in the forecast that Nick was talking about through tomorrow, we've heard from a few districts who are canceling their classes. DOS CCSD has canceled school for tomorrow and delayed the start of classes until 10 a.m. on Tuesday. Schulenburg ISD is also closed tomorrow, but no word yet on whether those campuses will be open on Tuesday. Burnett CISD has also cancel classes for tomorrow. To keep up with school delays and cancellations, head to KXAN.com and click on this story. To stay informed, be sure to download the KXAN weather app. We'll keep you updated throughout this cold snap. You can download the app through the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. And remember to send us any pictures or videos of how the weather looks out in your neighborhood. You can email those to report it at KXAN.com. Still to come, with the Iowa caucus just a day away, Republican presidential candidates are looking to keep their campaigns alive, where they stand in the final poll before the vote. A Texas children's book author is using her deafness to teach a new audience about sign language. Carly Waldrop was born deaf and grew up in deaf education programs before becoming a deaf educator herself. After adopting her deaf dog, Rhett, she said she wanted to share their story with more people and expose them to sign language and the deaf community. 
Waldrop's book, I Definitely Can, Rhett the Healer, follows Rhett's story living in animal shelters and his journey to adoption and learning sign language. Waldrop says she hopes her book teaches children that being deaf is not a disadvantage, but just a different way of communicating. When I was younger, I didn't have a lot of confidence as a deaf person. I didn't really accept my deafness until I got to college. Um, and he's just my constant reminder that it's okay. Like, life is still good, you know, even though we have our challenges. Along with her book, Waldrop also runs a social media account to teach adults about sign language and give insight into the deaf community. Digital reporter Kelsey Thompson has more on her story at KXAN.com. Our high today, 35 at 12.15 in the morning. We dropped below freezing at 3 a.m. and never climbed above. We're now forecasting that Austin at Camp Mabry stays at or below freezing for 60 straight hours. But compared to February 2021, when we had 144 straight hours at or below freezing, this is certainly much less clearly. Still, we've got some impacts to show you from the cold and the icing in first warning weather. Tomorrow, voters in Iowa will kickstart the 2024 election season in the highly anticipated Iowa caucus. Washington correspondent Raquel Martin joins us live from Des Moines tonight. And Raquel, this is still a race for second place. Mike, that's right. All eyes are going to be on Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. Tomorrow night's results could really determine the viability of their campaigns moving forward. And certainly adding another layer of anxiety or uncertainty to this process is the fact that voters are going to have to deal with sub-zero temperatures come tomorrow. In the face of sub-zero temperatures, GOP presidential hopefuls are urging their Iowa supporters to show up to caucus Monday night. Obviously, we want people uh, to be safe, uh, but we will be there to help people uh, if they need. On CNN State of the Union Sunday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who's in a close race for second, appeared to put on a brave face. In the final stretch, the once top contender to take on Trump is making multiple campaign stops Sunday. So there's a lot of excitement on the ground. We're in this for the long haul. Weather conditions, however, forced former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley to cancel her only in-person Sunday stop, opting instead for a virtual event. But on Saturday, Haley implored Trump loyalists to think again. You know I'm right. Chaos follows him. And we can't have a country in disarray and a world on fire and go through four more years of chaos. We won't survive it. Despite months of campaigning on the ground and millions in campaign ads, chipping away at Trump's lead in Iowa proved to be an uphill battle. The final statewide poll shows 48% of voters backing the former president. At a campaign stomp in Des Moines, Trump took a swipe at both Haley and DeSantis. She's not up there. I get that. I don't want to be mean from Ronston, but he's definitely not up there. And is already taking his victory lap. One day from now, we're going to win. I was first in the nation caucus. Now, will most voters stomach the cold and turn out to the more than 1,600 meetings taking place? We'll have to wait and see come tomorrow. For now, in Washington, or excuse me, in Des Moines, Raquel Martin, back to you. All right, Raquel, thank you for your time. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. All right, the much anticipated Arctic cold front arrived late last night. 
It's well south of us now, but it's still 75 in Brownsville, where the front has yet reached. But as cold as 13 in Abilene, 15 in Dallas, 16 in Amarillo, 7 in Oklahoma City. Okay, we won't get that cold, but we're still going to get colder than this. In fact, our computer models have been trending colder. I keep lowering temperatures. We're at 23. We expect at 7 down to 18 tomorrow morning in Austin before the numbers climb to 28. We now expect highs tomorrow to stay below freezing even if uh, even in our warmest spots on radar, at least for the time being, we're dry. Remember, though, under the radar beam drizzle will be forming and it'll be hard to see on radar later on tonight. But we expect at least spotty freezing drizzle before midnight. The coverage, though, goes from spotty to scattered after midnight and through the early morning hours of Monday. Now, many people have the day off tomorrow from work and school rather ideal, but not everybody does, and there will likely be some icy spots around tomorrow morning. At least the timing of this means that late morning and midday, the drying takes place, and we expect no more freezing drizzle or freezing rain after midday tomorrow, and the drier air will help to actually evaporate, or what it's called sublimate, the icing of the morning. So the icing should disappear in the afternoon, even if we don't get above freezing. And then there'll be some clearing as we head into tomorrow night. That'll bring us a lot of sunshine for Tuesday. How much ice are we looking at? This has not really changed much. Through late this evening, 11 o'clock, some spotty areas of a hundredth of an inch, which can still make things slippery, but generally it's not too bad. But then we get into the morning tomorrow. That's when some areas start approaching a tenth of an inch of ice, which really does make things slippery uh, and can help to counteract some of those pre-treating measures. So we're still mostly concerned about the elevated surfaces, bridges, overpasses, even your back patio deck that's elevated off the ground could get slippery. But I've become increasingly concerned about some surface roads having at least a few icy spots because it's still going to be really cold. Sleet, limited, a few snowflakes possible. That's it. Winter weather advisory continues through noon tomorrow. That's for the morning icing on those elevated surfaces. Tonight, we're down to 18. Spotty to scattered freezing drizzle late in the night. The coverage really ramps up after midnight, and we'll call it 60% of us get uh, some wintry precipitation tomorrow morning, mostly in the form of freezing rain, but a little sleet as well. Highs of just 28, a cold day, feeling like the teens most of the time. When do we warm up? Well, 34 Tuesday afternoon, thanks to the sunshine, does mean that we get back above freezing. 48 Wednesday, 67 on Thursday, but we still have some even colder nights. Tuesday and Wednesday morning in the teens. So the National Weather Service issuing a hard freeze warning from 6 this evening through 10 Wednesday morning for the nighttime lows in the teens. You can see the wind chills are going to be colder than that. Not so much Monday, where we'll be feeling like teens most of the time. But Tuesday morning, this is when we have the lowest of the wind chills all week in the single digits. In fact, wind chills could be as low as five below zero. So we've got wind chill advisories beginning this evening through Wednesday morning as well. If you have to be out, cover as much skin as you possibly can. And if you're out on the roads tomorrow morning, especially Watch out for icy spots. We pull out of this on Wednesday, sunshine and 48, 67 with sun and clouds Thursday. Then another cold front comes in to knock us into the 40s for Friday and Saturday. And then we start warming up closer to 50 on Sunday. Good timing too, because 
More wet weather on the way, this time in the form of plain rain. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good evening, all. Happy Sunday. Well, we actually might have some Cowboys fans watching us right now. They're probably frustrated with how that first half went. They were down 27 to nothing late in the first half, scored to make it 27 to 7, second half kicking off right now. We'll have full highlights and reaction tonight on Game Night. Let's go to college football now. And man, another great day for the Longhorns. They nab another key transfer. This time it's Isaiah Bond, the star wide receiver from Alabama. He led the team in receptions last year with 48 and now he's a longhorn at 668 yards and four touchdowns he joins a wide receiver room that's also added matthew golden from houston so man texas has had to replace a lot in the wide receiver room but doing a lot so far also the good news yesterday john day bear announces he is returning for a fifth season let's move to the pros houston texans fans are enjoying relaxing today and watching some other fans stress a little bit because whew, they looked outstanding a day ago against the Cleveland Browns. Really just the dominant defense from Cleveland, which is what it was said to be in the regular season, did not look that way for Houston. It was their dominant defense. This game was close to start the second half, but back-to-back -back pick sixes. This one from Steven Nelson, about 80 yards to the house, and Houston was effectively able to ice it. So, as we said, the defense is great for Houston, but... Of course, we're going to talk about the quarterbacks as well. C.J. Stroud outstanding in his first postseason game, 16 of 21 for three touchdowns and impressing his coach along the way. C.J. is the reason why we're in this position. He's special, special young man, special player, continues to shine no matter how big the moment is. Like Our whole team is leaning on him, and he has the shoulders to carry that weight, and he shows up week after week. He continues to improve week after week. Uh, no moment is too big for him. Texans fans will be watching the action tomorrow. Bills and Steelers to figure out who they're going to play in the next round. All right, still to come, it was a busy Saturday of college hoops. Texas women and men on the road. They fall short. Both of them do. We have reaction from both coming up. All right, welcome back. Talking hoops. Both Texas basketball teams hit the open road for battles today. Go looking to keep their winning ways going. But for both, no such luck. We will start with the men who were in beautiful Morgantown, West Virginia. Yes, also cold there. This one was close late as pretty much every Big 12 game has been for Texas. But really the key in this one is they turn, turned the ball over 22 times. Here's one by one of the veterans, Dylan DeSue. And Ronnie Terry knows that's not a recipe for success. They're not the kind of team that turns teams over, though. They're not a pressuring team. You know, so, um, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from their defense in regards to that. You know, we, we just have to do better, you know, taking care of the ball ourselves. Let's go to the women. Vic Schaefer's crew, that's 16-1 start before facing K-State in freezing Manhattan, Kansas. Gisela Mall, one of the bright spots with this bucket, the local Cedar Park native, knocking that one in. But Texas was winning late in the third quarter until the big momentum swing. K-State started to pull away with this block and three-pointer to beat the buzzer in the third and go ahead. So Texas not quite able to finish a tough loss against a top 15 team. Here's Coach postgame. We'll learn from it. Um, obviously, we're we're still trying to figure some things out. I'm proud of my kids. You know, we're obviously dealing with some things, and uh, we'll continue to battle. Yeah, Texas will look to start another winning streak. They're back home. Coach, very happy about that Tuesday against Kansas. All right, Noah. Thanks. We'll be back in just a moment with a final look at your freezing forecast.